everyone, Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at cheyennehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, And we are back. This is podcast number five. I'm here with Pastor Kenny, and we are going to talk about personal devotions. And I know for you, Kenny, you were saying that, you know, personal devotion is important. It fits this whole narrative. And I thought, you know, as an Indiana guy, having no basketball, personal devotions, it's got to be going to be a tough situation for you right now. <laughs> Your devotions are it's, gone. It, it is. It's true. I mean, this whole March Madness thing is it's straight up killing me. Yeah, no. it's killing me. Gavin. I mean, how can you get close to God if you can't watch basketball? It's well, I know that's always been the vehicle. <laughs> I mean, we joke about it, but a little bit that's true. I mean, it's it's amazing how sports oh. can God uses sports in our lives to draw us near to Him. Like everything is redeemable. That's, I, that's true. Coming and back to that, so much so much of our lives are seriously centered around sports. And I think one of the things that this idea of personal devotions, and you know, we've talked about this some. It, we hope that this drives people back mm-hmm. to. And so I'm going to use a a sports analogy. And then, I like it. And then we've got someone from our studio audience that's going to read a verse. That she had a verse, and it's like, wow, that's solid gold. You've got to read that. She's so, watching live at CHC Studios today. Right now. Yep. And she's a college student doing her college work from home and uh, and hanging out with us, which is stinking amazing. Yeah. I, I, our coolness factor just went up, <laughs> it's way up a in, lot. Yeah, it's way up yep. in this room. And, of course, we're still spread out by you of know, course. social distancing. Of course. <laughs> but um, but there was a, there, here's a sports analogy that kind of worked for me. So... I'm working out with a guy one time, and this was back, I don't know, I was probably in my college years or, you know, a long time ago. But um, but he was talking about how we need, this was before cross-training really came out. So we were going doing the same kind of exercises all the time. And, and this coach was basically saying, you need to shock the system. In other words, you need to do some different things in order to become really physically fit and do it in different ways. And so that's when cross-training has started coming in and, and but that's after Jane Fonda, though. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. Thank you for that. And and then what's the what? I can't even think of the guy who's Richard. The, Richard, yes. Hey, well, yeah, because uh, George Ann Weirin had a had a calendar in her office of 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 that to inspire her to continue to work. Yeah, out. that didn't that didn't that kind of deinflates my my whole. <laughs> That's not shocking the system. That's just shocking. <laughs> That's just shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay I'm well, sorry about anyway, that. Anyway, yeah. Sorry for that '80s flashback. But but anyway, um, but this idea of shocking the system is kind of a good metaphor, I think, for our spiritual lives as well, because we can get in a rut in our spiritual devotional life. Um, and so I think there's some ways, and you you and I both have some different kinds of things we've talked about. And but before we get to that, here's a live from our studio audience is going to read. That's a great passage. And Gracie, if you. You'd take time to read this. Sure. So this is Second Chronicles seven thirteen through 14, and it's the Lord speaking to Solomon, and he says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn away from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Man, what a perfect passage. I mean, seriously, and not only... We've got, we've had, uh, we were talking about having locusts and there's going through Africa right now, locust plague, um, fire in, in Australia. There's the virus that's around worldwide. Earthquake in Utah. Just recently. And so, you know, I can't think of a better time for us to be, you know, maybe taking note of even this verse that that Gracie brings up this morning that, uh, to drive us back to God. So 
here's some ways, some, some ideas of helping us to be driven back to God. And I, I'm just going to lead off with one mm-hmm. because I think this is the easiest one. Whenever I'm, I'm kind of a, maybe I'm traveling or I'm just, maybe I'm out of my, as maybe I'm finishing up a book I've been kind of reading through and I was like, I have, I've got nothing. I just open up whatever day it is. I'll just open up that proverb because there's a proverb for each day. Yeah. And I found that that is a, a great way to connect. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of brings my soul back because it's like I can always use a proverb. Yeah. No, that's that's a great one. Uh, 31 days yep. in the month, 31 proverbs. And just just so our listeners are on the same page with us, Galen, how would you define a devotion? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I think sometimes we... We, we know what we're talking about, but yeah. but I wonder if, if uh, you know, how do we keep everyone on the same page <laughs> well, with that? I think, uh, so I was thinking about this as we were talking about it. Yeah. I try, I mean, in seminary, they, they encourage us not to allow what you're preaching to be your devotion. Mm-hmm. You really go somewhere else that you're reading somewhere else and listen to God. Because even, I'll speak for me, you can speak to this. Yeah. But when I'm reading a passage, I'm thinking, you know, illustrations and all kinds of things. But when I'm reading that uh, a passage is off of what we're we're, we're preaching, what yeah. I'm preaching, um, I don't know. That's where I tend to hear the whisper of God. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. A devotional time with me is something that's going to drive me to God, and I'm going to be able to lean in and listen. And it's like, man, that's exactly where I'm living today. Yeah. Now it doesn't happen every time. I don't get this wah moment every time. <laughs> right. But every once in a while. God will, will use that devotion, and, and it was like, man, that's exactly what I was needing. Right. Well, and I, I know for me that, that it can even, so so for me, the way that I think in terms of devotions is taking taking a passage of Scripture and reading it and just letting God kind of massage it into my life, into my soul, and 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 then responding uh, responding to it, you know, what, what is there, is there some sort of application in terms of my walk with God? Uh, what does this really mean? And also just, uh, I would say an alignment, you know, so often I catch myself drifting. I don't know if you ever struggle with that. I yep. certainly do of, of just drifting in my faith or getting too comfortable in my faith. And, and I think that devotions have a way of aligning or calibrating my life back to, back to him and focusing on what really matters. And I, I totally agree. And I've also, you know, this is this is one of those things that maybe in a podcast we got to massage a little bit more. But um, there are times, you know, I there's times where I get nothing. Yeah. Or maybe I'm not reading. And there's times like, man, I I I'm just working on my sermon. I'm not yeah. reading. And I I would love to tell you I've got this perfect devotional life. It's right. it's a uh, I need to have my system shocked every once in a while. And yeah. Um, but there's also dry times. I just wondered if you could, if, if we could yeah. discuss that for just a second, because yeah. I think a lot of people they're just reading. It's like, well, just words on the page didn't do anything for me, and yeah. it's just like it just seems like it's dry. Did yeah. it, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I, I think those those dry seasons we all go through them, and um, there there are times where it's kind of like, you know, I'm doing this out of the discipline right. of doing it. And I think there's value in that too. I mean, sure. sometimes even in our marriages, we go through dry seasons and right. it's kind of like, well, I'm, I'm not deviating from our vows. I'm not going to leave them, but right. boy, we could, you know, get some energy in this place. And, right. and I think our devotions, that at least a, my devotions are like that. And, and, and really the saints of old, I mean, a lot of the monks and I've read a lot of that, that there's, they call it a desert walk. Yeah. And so sometimes there is a, and I think it's part of maturity, too. Mm-hmm. This is kind of my observation. But I think there's times when things are so rich and it's like, man, I just feel like I'm drinking out of a fountain and my soul is 
being uplifted. And there's times that just, just like walking through a desert and there's nothing. Yeah. And, uh, and I would say to, to your point is just keep that discipline, keep marching on mm-hmm. and whether it's a marriage or whether it's our relationship with God, there's going to yeah. be an oasis there. It, but there is this time we got to keep plodding on. Absolutely. Well, and you know, I'm changing the illustration a little bit, but I hear people talk about those mountaintop experiences yeah. and you know, Oh, I just wish we always were on the mountaintop. And right. you think about a mountaintop and it's windy and it's cold and it's beautiful for views, but you can't stay there too long. It's true. <laughs> it's rocky. And you know, there's not a lot of life on top of the mountain, just, to be honest. It just reminded me, we took when Francis from, from Uganda, we took him yeah. to Estes Park and we went up on, a, you know, as high as we could go. I don't remember. It was just a, but he stepped out. It was cold and windy, just like you're talking about. And he, he got back in and he, he'd had enough. That's yeah. all he wanted to see of the mountaintop. Yeah, so, right. But that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, the mountaintop is not a place you can just hang out. No, it's for views and perspective, yeah. but right. you got to get back down to the valley. That's, I mean, that's where it's lush and, it's where and we, it's livable. where we live. That's where yeah. we live. That's true. Well, do you have any, I know you had some things you were kind of working on there. Do you have some ideas of maybe maybe how people can and get into the Word and uh, some devotional ideas. Yeah, and I, at this time, I would just start to prep uh, Julie to come out from behind the, uh, the glass. And, um, you know, Julie, uh, you have, you have uh, championed the, the whole version uh, uh, devotional movement. <laughs> Uh, I mean, worldwide, <laughs> worldwide. worldwide. I, I don't know. You know, I just have to preface my statements now with there's been a lot said about me in these podcasts that are not happening. There is no glass. There was no one finger. <laughs> I, I, there's been some fun poked at me just so just, just to clarify. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's a really cool thing on you version. Uh, and I love it because I, I, I don't know, for the past several years have been really challenged challenging myself to read through the Bible in a year, but looking mm-hmm. for different ways. And so um, not only are there lots of uh, Bible reading through for a year plans on version. there's just, I mean, you can go through and search and really wherever you're at. But uh, the really cool thing is if you go to version, if you are um, not on version already, that's the app that we use when we have events. So you can go through and see the scripture on mm-hmm. um that we're, we're going through through the weekend. Right um, so anyway, if you go on there, there are tons and tons of reading plans, and you can search for it. And the really neat thing is, is that you can invite friends. There's also a way that has a link that you can share in uh, a message or on social media or wh- whoever you're wanting to read with. So, for example, if you're in a grow group and you want to do a plan together, if that works for you, that'd be a great way. You can do it with your family. If you have ex- extended family that's maybe not around um, your home, but you yeah, still want to be in devotions idea. together. You can do that together. And the really neat thing is that, so it gives you a reading plan. Um, it'll give you the devotional if you're doing a specific devotion or if it's just a reading plan. And then at the bottom, it says, talk it over. And so then you can, you can discuss and share. And the really neat thing is that people may have different insights. People do have different yeah. insights because the word of God is live and active in it. And it speaks to us in unique ways. And so someone might see something completely different than how we saw it. And, you know, that's really the benefit of why we find grow groups so important is just those different perspectives as we grow in the Lord. So um, anyway, that's just a great resource yeah. that uh, it, it doesn't require any any purchasing. It doesn't require any like 
you know, technology really aside from right. the app on your phone or, or however you yep. get apps. And those readings are, they can be one day, they can be three days, five days, couple weeks. Right. There's a, and there's a variety. I mean, really there's tons of topics that on, you know, marriage, on fear, on anxiety, on yeah. uh, families. There's really the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. Of course. I'll go back behind the glass. <laughs> that does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really good to see Julie in a good mood today and yes. and behaving. Um, <laughs> I just it's it's nice to see. It's nice. She's been doing her devotions clearly. That's no kidding. She's <laughs> obviously had a devotion last night because <laughs> yeah, her soul is just in such a different it's, place. Yeah, yeah, different place. Yeah. That's yeah. real sweet today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you talked about shocking the system. And I, I know you've had some experiences, Galen, with uh, Ray Vanderlaan yep. and and even just being in Israel, and I, I mean, I don't know, just kind of spell Those, that out in terms yeah. of devotions, what that looks that like. That has been, and you know, preparing for, like, for example, preparing to go to Israel or go, preparing to go to Greece, reading up on those things, and then, of course, after being there, you know this from being in Greece, once yeah. you hear the the historical view from that Greek tour guide, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that was the Bema seat, and this was this, and this was actually in the Agora, and this is how that whole thing took place. And, yeah. and once you see those things in the juxtaposition of it, that's yep. the thing. Um, it just made the scripture come alive. And then you want to go back and reread those things. And, and the applications go deeper. I think yeah. for me personally, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we, when I came back from Greece this last time and I said, man, we, we could make two months. I think we ended up three months, didn't we? Right. Yeah. With that Greece uh, with the first, the Corinthians. Welcome uh, to Corinth. Welcome to yeah. Corinth. Yeah. yeah. And you should do that next time. That, that <laughs> next time. You've got the voice. There we it didn't is. even know it there, until we, this happened. Till this, yeah, you're yeah. right. But right. Uh, that that actually was an easy one to preach once you've been there. Yeah. And the devotions for me personally, even now, I, I can see things differently because, you know, because we've been on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Israel was very similar for me. Absolutely. Well, you know, back to that Bema seat, if uh, you're just reading the text and you think, oh, Bema seat, okay, well, whatever that is. And then you go there and hear that historical perspective and see where it is and how it would have played out. Yeah, you could you could do two, three weeks just on the Bema seat. No kidding. That's so those are those are great. You know, I mm-hmm. hope we can go to Greece this year. It doesn't it doesn't look really good for the home team, but we'll see. Well, we're uh-huh. we're hanging in there and just just to see. But I think those are those are some ways. Yeah. You mentioned Ray Vanderlaan. I got to go uh, listen to him speak one time. It was like a, a week. We went back to Ohio, and it was mm. he was speaking. It was really interesting. He's a Reformed theologian, and he was speaking to a uh, – it was right in the heart of uh, Amish country. Oh, wow. And so, I mean, it was like, it was like the, just a little bit smaller than the Amish in uh, – in Pennsylvania, so uh-huh. it's a big it's a big community, and a horse and drawn carriage and everything like that. Well, anyway, uh, he so that's basically the Amish. Um, they have a little different worldview than the Reformed, and so for them right. to invite him in, it was just a fantastic time. But the um, listen to him speak about the, the majesty of Christ and the glory of Christ and being in His kingdom and being kingdom kids. I'm not kidding you. I came back. And I had took copious notes, and uh, uh, it, it refreshed my, it restarted, it shocked my system yeah. into wanting to dive in, deep dive again. So those yeah. things, I think all those things can help. He's got a, a video series. I think, have you watched yep. many of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've watched yeah. a lot of so them. So good. And, man, he's just, every time I listen to one of those, I'm like, man, 
that's that's so insightful. It, it, it makes my soul hungry again. Yeah. Dave Stott, he does a thing called Drive Through History. Yep. And um, it's very similar. The first time I saw him do it was on the Churches of Revelation. And to me, you know, him him going to the site, pointing it out, it just brought out so much more in my devotions, uh, reading along with the passages that he was discussing on that day. It, it, it was fantastic. I mean, it, it's just new insight and new application that goes along with that insight. Right. I think one of the things too is that I, this, I'm going to go back just a little bit to this mm-hmm. dryness because I think, I think that we need. I think we are aware of it. I think we know when our bodies are hungry. We know when we're how do we need to feed our bodies, and I think our souls get hungry as well. True. And I think um, you know we we don't eat you know the the fun stuff. We don't eat pizza every night, right? right. Um, like to, but can't. So there there are certain things we have to do. I think to keep our that discipline to keep moving forward and um, just be aware of when your soul's going dry. I know that's yeah. for me. I can tell, I can tell when I have not nourished my soul. I can tell I've just been reading scripture for a sermon or something. And yeah. I can tell my soul is this not, I don't know. You, I lose a little perspective. I'm not sure. I'm just a little edgier. Maybe yeah. Um, yeah. my tank's not quite as full. Yeah. Uh, those, those kind of things are hints to me. It's like, I'm not, I'm not really doing a deep dive and hearing from God. Yeah. Well, I think of it sometimes I, my, my groove gets into a rut and yep. I get into those ruts and it's really hard to get out. And sometimes it's, um, it's because I'm doing the same thing the same way. And yep. I, and I just need to change up my, uh, my approach a little bit. And so, uh, recently I've been going through the gospel of John, the, the, the little book, the little book that yeah. we handed out during Christmas. And you know, that's, it's, it's, it's in chapters, but it also has bigger sections. And I'll just read through those sections, yep. and that's really helpful. I mean, even this last weekend you preached on uh, the woman at the well. And being able to read that and make some notes, uh, that, that, was, that was huge for me. You know, I've had two or three people to ask me, do we have more of these, uh, like the Gospel of John, just one little book? Mm-hmm. In, in a, do we have other books like Ephesians or whatnot? And, yeah, right. And I'm sure they're out there, but uh, it's just so handy to carry around this little booklet that actually the words are at least they're they're written in the over 40 font which i really appreciate <laughs> i agree i agree yeah, you get those little bibles too little you can stuff in your pocket but you can't i can't read them so anyway. yeah <laughs> right right um another one that's yes. really worked well for me has been the journables um and that's where you know you're taking the scripture and you're writing out those passages and just i don't know what it is about the, the difference from my, my brain to the paper, but something comes out that, I don't know, I, I, I've just interacted with the Word of God in a way that is, has been fresh and different. Yeah, no, I think it's writing out and journaling. Those are great ways to shock the system. So I, I hope maybe we've, uh, hopefully we've actually shocked somebody else's system then in, uh, in being able to deal with maybe a dry season. Maybe mm-hmm. what do I do next or how do I... How do I get God's word? How do I do a deep dive? Hopefully this has been a little bit of that. And last night I came across the passage of Joshua. It says, so be strong and very courageous. God bless you guys.